What up, sis? What is up, sis? How are you? How are you feeling? We have reached our intermission of the four episodes of the new season of Girl We Got This Season 3. I hope that you've had the time to really take in every woman's story because they're so powerful in so many ways. You know, Girl We Got This was created because I wanted you to feel less alone. We're so much more alike than we ever imagined. We women go through so much, but we feel like we have no one to turn to. But we do. We have each other. And we're so much more alike than we ever imagined, whether we have different religions, different cultures, different ethnic backgrounds. A lot of us are so similar. Our stories are very parallel. And I truly believe that one person's story can really impact and change your life. We're all sisters here. We truly are. And again, guys, that's why we got this was created, to remind you that we are here on this earth to do life together. We are not alone. So I want to say thank you for all of you who have subscribed to Girl We Got This, who have shared Girl We Got This, and who have commented. If you haven't, please take a minute and do so. We love to see reviews. It helps us, and it allows me to keep bringing you incredible stories of women's journeys that will change all of our lives. So, let's get into it. A lot of you have been asking me, I would love to hear more of your story. Letitia, I'd love to hear more of your story. Guys, I have so much story to tell you. And if you go back to my previous episodes, I do share parts of my story. However, on this episode today, I want to share how each woman's stories have has been reflected in my personal journey. So with that being said, I want to start with Cody and her autoimmune disease journey that she went through. Episode one on season three, a journey of internal healing. I've dealt with a lot of internal healing as a woman. I was in a very toxic relationship at one point and internally my body was miserable. Like Crystal's episode, as she mentions, episode four, she talks about how, actually, I'm sorry, it was episode five. She talks about how everyone on the outside would look at her and think everything was beautiful and great, but on the inside, she was falling and dying inside. There was a part of my journey when I was in a very toxic relationship in my 20s, and I chose to be in the space, and it was killing me internally. I could not eat. I lost a lot of weight. I could not even fathom to go to a restaurant because I knew I would get sick. I'd vomit, or I'd have like the worst bowel movements, or it would be at the same time. I was anxious, and it was because of what I was making myself stay in. And it was a very unhealthy space with an unhealthy person that I chose to be with. I take accountability for that as a woman, as an adult. But I went on an incredible journey of internal healing as Cody did in her autoimmune disease. Actually, Cody is one of my closest friends and she told me one day, she looked at me and she said, I think you need to go to acupuncture. 
and acupuncture changed my life. I went to this woman named Anne and the first time she actually read my pulse, she said to me, she said, you have a lot of stress, but it doesn't belong to you. And I was so confused. I was like, what are you talking about? She said, your mother, did you have a traumatic birth? And I was like, well, my mother was 17, so I'm sure there was some trauma there as a young girl having a, a child with, the, with parents that weren't so ecstatic about their child having a baby so young, this beautiful, smart woman, you know. So I said, yes, I'm sure she did have a traumatic birth. And after I talked to my mother, she did in some sorts. And she said to me, she said, you know, when you're in your mother's womb, you're carrying your grandmother's DNA and then your mother's DNA and whatever she was dealing with in that time, all of those emotions and feelings were being put onto you as the baby. So a lot of the stress was from then when your mother was going through what she was going through and it really blew my mind and I was like, wow. But then she said, there's a lot of stress that you're putting yourself onto as well that's causing yourself anxiety, that's causing yourself, your stomach and your spleen to dump. That's why you can't hold anything right. So your stomach and spleen should be balanced. And my stomach and spleen were misaligned. Um, they were not even. So whenever I would eat, it'd come up or it'd come down, girl. And it was not cute. <laughs> like, I could not eat. So when it comes to a journey of internal healing, I had to go through a journey of healing in general. I had to get myself out of this toxic relationship that I was in for about four to five years of my life. And I had to understand why. I went to therapy, talk therapy, for over two years. I did a lot of breath work with a lot of my girlfriends that have been on this podcast, healers. I did sound baths. I did also some hallucinogenic healing as well. And I had to understand why I was putting myself in these situations, these toxic situations, why I was attracting these type of men, why I enjoyed this type of feeling. Because at the end of the day, I was enjoying it. I stayed there for that long and it was affecting me. So after doing all this hard work, because it is hard work, if you go to Crystal Street's episode, episode five, it's all about the shadow work. I had to look at myself and I had to look at the mirror and say, I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of not knowing my worth. I'm sick of not knowing who I am. I'm sick of just dealing with things that I know I don't deserve, but I have a hard time getting out. Why? Hypnotherapy really helped me as well. I wanted to add that in there. So it took me about two years of being by myself, sitting with myself, crying with myself, writing, reaching out for support, help, and guidance to get me out of this unhealthy space that I was in. When I turned 30, I told myself, this is not my life. I'm starting over. And to anybody listening to this right now, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, I tell this to a lot of women that I meet. There's two choices. And I know a lot of women that have done choice one. Choice one, you get addicted to a lifestyle, you get addicted to the comfort, and you stay. 
you stay and you stay miserable, hoping that things will change, praying for a potential to happen, praying for something to come down from the gods and bring you happiness, but baby, it won't because you're the only one that can bring you happiness. And guess what? You're not happy. So you choose to stay in the situation of unhappiness and misery or option two, you choose to leave, which is also very hard. And it'll be miserable in the beginning because it's hard leaving your comfort zone. But when you leave, you get the power to create the life that you desire. You create the life that you want to live, the healthy life, the life that you deserve. You give yourself that time to learn who you are. You give yourself all that time back. Everything you need to know is within you, sis. But you have to honor yourself enough to want to learn and to understand you so you can attract the right, healthy love that you desire. That's just a part of the journey. I will circle back here in season four and we'll discuss more on this part of my life. But I wanted to reflect on how Cody's beautiful autoimmune disease journey had affected me, how her journey of healing and finding acupuncture led me to finding healing in acupuncture. She also suggested me to one of her talk therapists and her talk therapist challenged me and she changed my life. It was mind-blowing how I would sit there and I'd be so emotional, so mind blown that wow all this stuff like really stemmed from my childhood a lot of these things were things that I was owning that wasn't even mine to own these feelings the loneliness the the not understanding of my worth the low self-worth the low self-esteem that I had as a young woman it did not belong to me but I had to learn that to get it off of me So I pray to any woman or man that's listening to this that you take the time to heal yourself because you deserve it. The time that you give to all of these other people, the time that you give, the love, the care that you give to everyone so freely, give it to yourself because when you're full, you can amplify everyone else around you times 10, times 10. But you have to be full first and you have to heal first. And it's okay. Healing is not easy. And it's not linear. It's a long road. And baby, I'm still healing, sis. You know, I'm still a work in progress. And I do believe that we always will be a work in progress. But start and enjoy the journey. Because this is your journey. And you deserve to live a beautiful life. You deserve it. Season 3, Episode 2 with Cody again. It was Infant Loss and Life After. So a big part of my life the last three years has been loss. I've lost two of the closest human beings to me on planet Earth. Um, I lost my grandmother last year and I lost my grandfather two years ago. And it was one of the hardest things to deal with. Grieving. Grieving. This reflection to Cody's journey, this grief... grief is something that is unexplainable. We all deal with grief differently. We all show up in grief differently. Grief does not look the same for me and it does not look the same for you. 
But one thing I can say about grief and when you deal with loss is please feel the feelings. You have to you have to surrender. I'm sorry. You have to surrender to grief. You have to allow the feelings to take over you. To understand that this beautiful human, this beautiful spirit is no longer physically here with you, but spiritually here with you. And that's a hard pill to swallow. As you've watched in Cody's episode, Losing Her Child, this is an un- unimaginable feeling that I could not relate to. And all I knew is the feeling of losing the most important people in my life, which was my grandparents. And that felt like my biggest fans on this planet Earth left me. What am I going to do now? But it also brought me to this really beautiful place in my life where I appreciate life more and understand death more and see death as a beautiful transition. Rather fear death. I don't fear death anymore. So my grandfather and my grandmother, who I took care of them both with um, my sister until their last breath. So they were on hospice. Uh, My grandfather died um, of a couple of different diseases, diabetes. He was a diabetic, and then he had liver disease, and it kind of just took over his body slowly. And he just started failing. His body started shutting down slowly but surely. And this man, this six four stature strong awesome man was just crumbling in front of my eyes the man that was so proud of me the man that believed in me the most the man that bragged about me the man my first love I think as a man was my grandfather and seeing him crumble watching his body his mind go and transition was one of the hardest things to ever experience But I also realized he was no longer suffering. I also realized that he did his time here. I also realized he gave me gifts that I will cherish forever. I also realized that he's still here with me spiritually. And he is my guardian angel. But being so close to death for the past two, three years has really taught me the value of life. The value of honoring the people that you love. What's important to you? So whenever I have a job, for example, or a task that I have to do, if it's stressing me out, I think, am I going to be thinking about this on my deathbed? Is this going to be something that when it's my time to go to transition to this next life, am I going to be thinking about this? And if it's a no, guess what? It can wait. Because I love my life. I really love my life and I love the people in it. And that's what matters to me. These mundane work tasks, auditions, you know, uploading podcasts and getting everything done on time. No, that's not what life is about to me. It's not. Life to me is about the experience, the people, the love, the feeling. This is what I desire. And sis, it could be different for you. And that is okay. We all desire different things in this lifetime, but being so close to death has made me realize the importance of doing more of the things you love, being surrounded by the people you love, and just living. We're here to experience every part of this life fully. 
When my Nana passed, I also realized your favorite human on earth doesn't stay with you forever. And that hurt really bad. Uh, she's actually on uh, the podcast. You can listen to her on the audio. And her story was one of, whew, my grandma lived a heart-wrenching story. And I love this woman to death. She was my safest space. And losing my safest space felt like, how was I going to survive? How do I live? How do I move on? So sis, I see you and I feel you. And if you ever dealt with such a loss, I know the feeling. It kind of feels like there's a piece of my heart that will always be lost. There will always be this empty part of my heart missing. There will always be a piece of her missing. She's always with me. I feel her. I see her. I hear her. Um, But loss... And life after loss is so hard because I feel like this past year has been such a blur for me. It was the first year without her, without texting her every day, without talking to her every day, and it was really hard. It was really hard, but again, she no longer suffered. My grandmother lived the life that she desired. She was When she was able to create the life, for her, it was family, friends, and God. And I sit down sometimes and I write, I write, I write to her. I speak to her and my grandfather. I pray to her and my grandfather right night before I go to bed. And I just say thank you because I got to experience two really incredible humans during this lifetime. And to be surrounded by that type of love for me was just the most powerful thing that I could experience was that type of love. It's that type of elevated love. It's that type of I can do anything love. It's a type of supported love. It's a type of love that you feel that you can fly because they see you and they truly believe in you. So I can relate to Cody's story here and I can reflect in the idea of loss because loss is hard and I've been grieving for the past two years and it's it's been tough. And you know, you still got to show up for work. You still got to dress good. You still got to take care of your body. Life is tough sometimes, guys. It says, I feel you. But in the back of your mind, you're grieving. So I just want to ask that you take the time to grieve. Ask for support. If your friends are grieving right now, ask them how you can show up for them for support because that's very important. Just ask how they're feeling sometimes and sometimes just show up for them. Again, Cody and I talk about this in the episode and it's very, very important. It's so important. Loss has been an identity for me that I've been dealing with, and it's not an easy task to deal with. Our third episode was with Alex, uh, mental health for all. I mean, as Alex has dealt with mental health struggles, I have dealt with mental health struggles. As a Lebanese woman and finding someone that can relate to her and her culture, I literally saw myself in her in a sense of being a mixed woman of, you know, Bahamian and Puerto Rican culture in a French culture, having a Jewish therapist that sometimes just, she just didn't get it. And it wasn't her fault. Like, she just didn't get it. 
Now, no shade. She was an incredible therapist. She was a psychoanalyst, and I learned so much from this woman. But some of the things she would say we would disagree with, she just didn't get because she didn't get our family values. She didn't understand who we are. She didn't understand my culture and my family. And that was the really big highlight of this episode, episode three with Alex, Mental Health for All, is humans all have a basic need when they're dealing with mental health is to have somebody that they can talk to, that can relate, that can see them, that can help them. There were many times where, not many times, there was twice in my life that have that I've ideated suicide. And, you know, so mental health for me is very important. I talk about this again on earlier episodes when I had my solo episodes, if you guys want to go back and listen to those. But having someone that can see you and know your story and feel your story is so important. Sis, I know it's not easy always finding the right therapist or the right support. But you will keep asking around and keep seeking because the therapist will find you. But being a mixed woman or being an ethnic woman or being anyone, you know, nobody has ever lived your life, guys. You know what I mean? Like, sis, no one's ever lived your life but you. And, you know, therapists are just doing what they're taught from the books. Life isn't always book ready it's not always a book that can save your life you know they not all books can relate to us so be open to other forms of healing be open to other forms of tools that can help you get through these low times because for me mental health I had to go through talk therapy I had to go through breath work I had to go through a mushroom experience to really kind of get on the other side, to really understand why I am the woman I am today. So I encourage you, sis, to really take control of your mental health, to understand that you're not alone. We all go through mental health issues. There was a time where I was very anxious. There was a time I was very insecure. There was a time where I had very low self-esteem. But it wasn't until I chose to start taking ownership of who I was as a woman, as a human, to say, I want a better life. Why am I this way? Because sis, there's nothing wrong with you. My therapist used to say, there's nothing wrong. All that is that there's some trauma there that we need to look at. We just need to look at the trauma, figure it out and solve it. Because there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect. But there probably was some traumatic moment of your life that has caused you to feel the way that you're feeling. So let's go into the shadow work. Because you deserve this shadow work. I've done so much shadow work. And it's not easy, sis. It's hard. I had to understand why my self-esteem was so low. I had to understand my hard relationship I had with my father growing up. I had to understand why, you know... I always felt I wasn't enough. I had to understand these reasons. So I had to really, really focus on therapy, mental health, and all of these other issues that I needed to become the best version of me. 
Trust me, sis, it's worth it. Keep going. On episode four, Natalia, owning your beauty. Owning your beauty, women. This episode is such a reflection of all of us. From not feeling beautiful, from having the society that we live in dictate what beauty is. It's bullshit. You are beautiful. God made you so beautiful. These society standards, these the cultures that you must, you were raised in, these these ideas that your mother or father said this is beautiful. That is no. Scratch all that, sis. You are beautiful, and you have every right to own your beauty. Nobody can tell you what is good looking. Nobody can tell you what is not right. What looks better? No, except you. You are the standard. You're so beautiful. And I had to go through this. I mean, as a, as a model, I get rejected. I've been getting rejected over the past 10 years of my life. Okay. I probably have done tens of thousands of auditions and I probably maybe got 250 of them. Okay. This is a true story. You cannot allow anybody to tell you who you are, how beautiful you are what your worth is. No. You define that. You own your beauty. Because, sis, you are so beautiful. God made you perfect, and it wasn't until somebody made you not think that you weren't beautiful that that thought got cemented into your head. You're perfect just as you are. And I know it's hard sometimes because we live in such a society where you know, we're always judged, sis. Women, we are judged by, we're judged by our looks. We're judged by our femininity. We're judged by our exterior often. Social media, sis, social media is a whole other story. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to decide who we are and why we are allowing these people to dictate how we're going to live our life. Nobody has the keys to accept you. You set your own standard. This is your world. This is your world. This is your time right now. Own your beauty. All those things that you don't like, I'm telling you, are, are the things that we love. All those things that you might think are weird and are off, those are the things that make you you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Own it. We are perfect. We are made perfect. Even through our shadow times, even through our healing phase, you are still perfect. It's okay. It is okay to not be okay. That doesn't make you any less than anyone. You hear me? Sis, we got this. I encourage you to own your beauty. It took me a while to own my beauty. As a woman of color, as a woman of, of a mixed race, you know, I grew up really not being accepted on each culture. You know, it's it's very interesting. You know, I am lighter skinned with blue eyes and big, crazy, curly hair. No one ever knows what my ethnic background is. And... No one will ever think, especially in the industry, there are times where I'm not black enough. There are many times where I am not white enough. 
And there are many times where I am not Hispanic enough. This is the story of my life, being a mixed woman. And I got to a point where I'm like, I am enough because I am black, Hispanic, and white. So screw you. I know who I am. And my father and my mother made a great point to make sure that I was exposed to every culture, every ethnic part of me. I had such close ties, I still do, to my Bahamian side, to my Puerto Rican side, and to my French side. So I identify as a mixed race woman because I am. But growing up, I didn't own my beauty because I didn't feel like I was a part of anybody. I wasn't black enough, and a lot of black women kind of didn't accept me. You know, because of my skin tone, because of, as people say, you know, um, privilege of my lighter skin. Yes. But it was very hard to maneuver in a space where you don't feel accepted. And it's, it's tough. It's not easy. But you learn to understand that you are beautiful as you are. On the Puerto Rican side, girl, sis. I don't speak Spanish either. I had to go to school. My father didn't speak Spanish growing up. So it's like, they don't even see you. You know, I, I this is my story and this is my journey. And it's it's a very interesting one. Um, but I'm Puerto Rican and I love my Puerto Rican culture. My aunties, the food, the culture, the, the, the love, the passion that runs through my aunt's bones, my family's bones. Ugh, it's tantalizing. And then my French side, you know, my mother is white and I love her truly, madly, deeply. My grandmother and my grandfather, my favorite humans on earth, they're white. But a lot of white women see me and they're like either intimidated or they want to like touch my hair or they're very welcoming. All women are. All women are welcoming and all women are very like, mm, it all depends. And it all depends on if I am secure with myself, because there was times when those moments were happening where I was very insecure. So there's probably a lot of confusion among, amongst women and me. But now as a secure woman, I feel enough in every room I enter because I am. I am. I am everything I desire to be. So once you work on yourself and understand who you are, you can own your beauty. Once you let all these societal standards go, all these traumatic moments that have made you feel less beautiful, once you understand why that happened and you're able to say, that does not belong to me, that's when you'll realize that you are so beautiful. You are. Last but not least, Crystal Streets. Sis, if you have not watched Manifest the Life You Love with Crystal Streets, I don't know what you're waiting for. This episode is such a big reflection to me. Crystal Streets and I have had such a bond, and I like to call it a trauma bond, because, you know, we dealt with very toxic, masculine men in our lives, and we had to get sick of ourselves and understand why. Why are we attracted to these men? Why are we not changing? Why are we accepting this behavior? And she talks about this a lot and manifests the life you love. On this episode, 
my reflection to Crystal is her ambition as a woman in this world, really chasing after your dreams and coming through these roadblocks of love because you have never been loved properly and you keep kind of finding yourself in these hardships that kind of shift you. I think we all search for love. I think that's why we're all here. We're all here on this earth, on this planet right now to love, to be seen, to be felt, and to be heard. I feel that we all have to really honor each other in the sense of we have to understand the type of love that we received has affected us in our childhood, in our relationships, in every connection that you've had on this planet thus far. And I just want you to know that you it's up to you to do the work. It's up to you to sit with yourself and say, hey, I want to live a healthy life. I want to have a deep, honest, real love. But I need to understand how to do that. Love isn't always easy. It's a journey. I'm still on the journey, sis. We still are all on this journey. And if you found that love, I'm so proud of you. But you have to do the work. Crystal's episode is really about getting back to self and knowing your power as a woman, knowing your intuition and following it, guiding it. You know, she knew she wanted to be a stylist. I knew I wanted to be a model. I followed that path. Yes, there was challenges that come along the way. Yes, there were hardships that came along the way. But I had to stop and say, hey, I want bigger. I want better. I deserve healthy. I deserve happy. Let me dive in and do the hard work now. Let me dive in and do therapy. Let me dive in and do this shadow work. Let me look at all the shit that I hate about myself, that I don't like about myself, and bring it to life. Bring me back to the life that I desire. Let me be the writer of my life, of my destiny. Let me create this world that I want to live in. Crystal is an alchemist. She turns all things into gold. And I feel like once you're at this level of inner power, you can truly change anything into gold that you touch. Anything you want in this world. Once you have the right mindset, it shifts everything, sis. It's all in your mind. Make time for yourself. Again, I think this is one pattern that has been amongst all of these episodes is really honoring who you are as a woman and taking the time for yourself to discover yourself on a deeper level. Ground. Season three was all about grounding. Grounding into the woman who you are and who you want to become. So sis, I'm going to stop there. Uh, I wanted to share a bit about me because a lot of you have been asking to hear more about my story. And I said, why not reflect on each woman that have been on the episodes of season three? Why not reflect on each episode and share with you how I see myself in each woman? Because I see myself in every woman that I've interviewed, 
everyone I sit down with, I see myself so deeply and I learn so much. The more you're open, the more you hear, the more you can see yourself and you're like, wow. So if you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and watch the episodes. Again, please share, please review, leave a comment, tell your friends about the show. Um, We're on YouTube as well now, at Girl We Got This. And we're always on podcasts, platforms, Spotify, and iTunes. This is a little bit about me. There's so much more about me, but you'll learn more and more as we go through this life journey together. Sis, remember that you're not alone. Remember that we're all on this life journey together. And remember, girl, we got this. I cannot wait for you to check out the next episode with Becky next week. It's really, really powerful. I'm sending you all my love, all my light. Take time for yourself this week. Honor yourself and love yourself deeply. Girl, we got this.